and sharper than a two-edged sword, God. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would touch our hearts, Lord, that you would change our lives, you rearrange things that need to be arranged and purge things that need to be purged. We just welcome you, Holy Spirit, to minister to us in a way that you only can and open our spiritual eyes, our ears, our hearts to receive today from your word today. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. So he says, behold, I make all things new. How many of you know that God is in the business of a fresh start? Fresh start, you know, reset, you know, start over. Um, 1 John 1, 9, he says, if, you know, and how many of you probably, you don't want to confess it, you know, before men, but, you know, we've messed up from time to time. Each one of us, you know, you know, we've, we need a savior. <laughs> That's what we just celebrated. We need a savior. And so he says, and thank God that he is the God of a fresh start and, and behold, making all things new. In 1 John 1, 9, he says, confess your sin. Fess up if you mess up. <laughs> confess your sin and he will be faithful and he will be just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, you know, I know we kick ourselves when we're down a lot of times or, you know, when, when we mess up or when we know that we responded in the wrong way out of irritation or agitation um, or whatever, you know, harboring unforgiveness in our heart or whatever it might be, you know, we get down on ourselves. But God just says, just confess it. Just come to me. Just confess it and I will be faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from it from all forms of unrighteousness. Um, to cleanse means to make thoroughly clean. Thank you, Lord. So when we confess to the Lord Jesus Christ anything that we've done that's wrong, any, any, any wrong thoughts, actions, deeds, you know, intents in our heart, anything that's, that's off that's not according to him, when we confess it and say, Lord, I just repent, Lord, I just ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from this, he goes above and beyond and he cleanses us not just from that, but from all unrighteousness. And he makes you fully and thoroughly clean. Amen. Isn't that good news? That he is the God of a fresh start. And so when you're, you're humble enough to go before him and say, Lord, I've messed up. Lord, I confess my sin. Lord, I messed up in the way I responded. I messed up in, in um, holding that unforgiveness in my heart. I've messed up in doubting you or whatever it might be. Lord, I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me. He does that. He forgives you of that one thing. But on top of that, he's like, well, just, there's just a few little things that you forgot about. Let me just dump you know, some cleansing all over you and be thoroughly clean and have a fresh start. I'm so thankful. Hallelujah. Um, sometimes we don't think about this, but when we are in Christ, in 2 in Corinthians 5.17, it says, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. That's so cool about God is that he has the power, he has the ability, he has the mercy, love, and forgiveness to not just say, yeah, I'll forgive you of your past, but he just makes you a whole new person and he doesn't hold it against us. Amen? And so when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that past man, it's as if he never existed. Thank you, Jesus. And then what we don't realize, sometimes as Christians, um, if we ask God to forgive us, we still hold against ourselves the sins or the mess-ups. 
oh, I'm not worthy to do this or that for the Lord because I've messed up as a Christian. I'm not worthy to fulfill the call of God because I've messed up as a believer and you know, I've, I've let God down or this or that. That's not what God says. He says, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And he just washes it away. All old things are gone. Behold, I make all things new. That's what God does. That's the, that's the business God's in. Let's turn to Psalms 103. Praise you, Jesus. Psalms 103, verses 8 through 12. It says, The Lord is compassionate and merciful. He is slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. Thank you, Jesus. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. Thank you, Lord. So when you confess your sin to him, he removes it so far that it's non-existent, as far as the east is from the west, and it just keeps going forever. Isaiah 118, it says, though our sins were a scarlet, so when we come into his presence and we have uh, a sin stain on our white garment, <laughs> when we confess our sins, he makes us thoroughly clean, and it says, though your sins were as scarlet, it's like the scarlet letter, we were branded with sin, if we mess up, we do get stained, but there's a cleansing power through Jesus Christ. Though your sins were as scarlet, I will make you white as snow. Why is that? Because he's in the job of making all things new. This is what he does. Though they were crimson, they shall be white as wool. Hallelujah. There's still a chance for us. <laughs> Each one of us need a savior. Each one of us needs to be cleansed. Each one of us needs to be forgiven. Each one of us needs the mercy and the forgiveness of God. Amen. And I just thank the Lord. I love this scripture, Hebrews 8, 12. He says, I will forgive your wickedness and I will remember your sins no more. Hallelujah. So who is it that reminds us of those sins then? It's the enemy. Why? Yeah, he's the accuser of the brethren. He wants to pull us down, kick us over when we're already down. He wants us to keep he wants to keep us away from the plan, the purpose of God, and from walking in the righteousness and the power of God. He wants to discourage us. But when we realize like this today that he's the God that makes all things new, and when you confess your sin, he cleanses you and remembers it no more. It's as far as the east is from the west. It's like gone, gone. You are thoroughly cleansed from all unrighteousness. You can hold your head up high. You can come into that throne room boldly and receive whatever it is that you need. God's trying to encourage us today. Don't, don't uh, you know, cower. You know, my dog came in from, from being outside and uh, he had this little issue, but I'm not going to go into it. Anyways, he's coming inside and he's looking all guilty. And I was like, cower, just backing up from me. I was like, what is your problem? 
him like as if I was scolding him. But it's like he felt like he was in trouble. And that's how many of us are with God. When we think that we've done wrong, it's like as if we are, are eliminating the power of the blood of Jesus by, by cowering. We think that we're not worthy. We think that we can't come into the presence of God. We think that we couldn't possibly be used by God because we've sinned or we've fallen or we've fallen away. But God says, just confess your sin, and I will be faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. Just come in boldly into my throne room of mercy and grace where you can receive that mercy, that grace, that forgiveness, that help that you need. Amen? Why in the world do we have a Savior? Because he came to save us all from Satan's power when what? When we go astray. Thank you, Jesus. God knows how frail we are. I mean, and, and that's why he strengthens us by the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Because without his power, without his grace and strength, we'll fail. So he wants us to come boldly and receive that mercy, that grace, that forgiveness, that help in time of need. He doesn't want us to listen to the lies of the enemy that try to detour us, discourage us, beat us down. We got to think about it. Where's the source of these thoughts coming from? Because we all know that it starts in here, right? In these, this thought life and in, in this battlefield of our mind, these discouragements are from the enemy. If it's not pure, it's not lovely, it's not of a good report, if there's no virtue, if there's no praise in it, it's not from God. So then we should cast down those thoughts and imaginations, realizing it's from the enemy, and just go before the Lord. Lord, I've had these thoughts. Lord, these things have been coming against me. Father, I ask you if I had any part to play to give it place. Lord, I repent. I ask you to cleanse me from giving thought, thought life place. I ask you to cleanse me from any negative thoughts, any, any wrong attitudes or whatever. I ask you to cleanse me. I shut the door on the enemy and, and the bombardment will stop. Sometimes we just, we feed into it. We think that, it's us, and it's not. And then we allow the enemy just to bombard us with this thought life. And God is in the business of setting things straight, making all things new, cleansing you and making you white as wool, white as snow, <laughs> making you right again in his sight through his righteousness, through the blood of his son. He makes all things new. So if it's not making you feel right with the Lord, it's not from God. So don't give it any place. In Revelations 21, verses 1 through 5, this is just concerning, you know, the end times and things. But listen, this is uh, Peter's revelation of heaven. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, no more sorrow, crying, or pain. All these things are gone forever. Ooh, that's good news. And the one sitting on the throne said this, look, I am making everything new. Even in the future, he has a plan to just reset, restart, 
start fresh, cleanse the earth. In fact, get rid of the old and in with the new. Hallelujah. And that just kind of shows God's heart. (laughs) It shows how he does things. You know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against him. When the enemy came in and tried to corrupt the world, what did he do? He sent the flood. He cleansed the earth from unrighteousness. He restarted. He made all things new. And he wants to do the same thing in our lives, but we're just constantly, you know, we think we're not worthy. We're like that cowering little puppy, you know, backing up from our master. And it shouldn't be. God wants us to come boldly to him. He made a way through the righteousness of Jesus for us to come boldly and receive mercy, grace, forgiveness, help, a cleansing of all unrighteousness. We need a Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need to make sure to keep in our hearts and remind ourselves that if we mess up, just fess up. Confess your sin, and he's faithful and just to forgive our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, the, whole point of, uh, the whole point of the enemy is to kill, steal, and destroy the plan that God has for you. And so the reason he comes to try to get you to feed into these thoughts, um, oh, maybe... Maybe you did mess up, but he tries to really blow it up, thinking like you're unworthy, you're unfit, you can't be called possibly anymore, you couldn't fulfill the plan of God that he has for you because uh, maybe you got uh, pregnant out of wedlock, or maybe you messed up and you sinned against your brother, or maybe you did business bad and now you're you know, being convicted of it, or whatever it might be. The enemy would love to keep you there. But God would love to make all things new. God would love to use you and transform you. I love Romans eleven twenty nine. 29. It says, for the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. If you mess up, if, maybe sometimes we put our call on hold because we do mess up. And, and, and it takes a, a while to come before the Lord and, and humble ourselves and confess. He doesn't say, oh, I should have never called them. Look at what they did with it. (laughs) And that's how we make ourselves feel. That's what we do to ourselves. But God doesn't repent that he ever called you, um, created you with the giftings, talents, and abilities that he's given you. He's just waiting for you to come to him, humble yourself, confess your sin so he can cleanse you and make all things new and say, restart. I don't even remember the past. As far as the east is from the west is as if you've never done it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. None of us would be here if that wasn't so. Because we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But because of the blood of Jesus, we can come boldly and just worship the king as if we've never sinned. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Praise the Lord. He does not regret placing gifts and callings upon any one of us even though I'm sure from time to time we felt like that. God wants to make all things new. I think about Acts 9. I'm not going to go through the whole story, but um, this is where Saul um, has his name changed to Paul, and he has an encounter with God. Here he is. He thinks he's serving God, and he's, he's, he's yelling out threatenings to believers. He's killing and, and, and imprisoning um, believers and Christians, and, and um, he encounters Jesus on the road to Damascus. And God says, 
it's me you're persecuting. You're doing things all wrong, <laughs> you know? And he presses a reset on him. He makes all things new. Paul has his spiritual eyes open to see what was really going on, what God's real purpose was for him. And God cleanses him from all forms of unrighteousness, even though man had been uh, affected by his, you know, his, his attacks against Christianity, um, they start seeing the fruit of, of the righteousness and the blood of Jesus in his life and God, the fact that God made all things new. They started seeing that his old man was no longer there and that he had become a whole new man in Christ Jesus. And he started doing the work of God. Aren't, aren't you thankful that God has that right there in the word for you to see that, that God can take someone who's a killer of believers and change them into a winner of souls? I mean, he, he wrote half the Bible and is mightily used by God, and God doesn't hold one sin against him. Do we see in the word of God that God's like, well, I don't know, you could do this, but you can't do that because you used to live that way? No. As far as the, the east is from the west, your sins and iniquities I remember no more. Where you, where you held on to that bondage, I'm not remembering that. I'm forgiving you. Where you didn't step up to the plate, I'm, I'm not going to hold that against you. Reset. Behold, I make all things new. Hallelujah. That's good news for all of us. Thank God for his grace and his power to live for him. we got to realize that we're all going to fail if we try to do this on our own. That's where people fail and that's where people fall into sin is because they're trying in their own efforts to live to please God. You might have the desire in your heart to live to please God, but in your own human efforts, you're going to fail if you don't partner with God. His grace is sufficient for you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness and we're all weak without him. So how do you get strong? He says, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. Amen? And so he just wants you, to, and, and reading the word of God, and he wants you to build yourself up and do the things that strengthen you so that in the time, and put on the whole armor of God so that you're able to stand firm, stand strong, I'm just giving people showers, <laughs> um, against every strategy of the enemy. So that nothing will move you. Nothing will harm you. Nothing can penetrate. Because you're partnering with God. You're being strengthened by God. The enemy loves to get us discouraged to get us to the point where we're like, well, what's the point? What's the point of, of reading the word of God? I failed anyways. What's the point of um, coming to to prayer night or whatever because I'm, I'm unworthy to get into the God's presence. Well, that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. You know, um, I remember my dad always taught me, and I've, I've learned throughout the years, it's absolutely true, that when you don't feel like going to church, you need it the most. Why? Because there's somebody out there, a principality, power, ruler of darkness, who's trying to make you feel like not going to church. Because there's going to be a strengthening that happens to keep you on your feet. The enemy comes. He prowls around seeking who he may devour. And so if it's not good, not pure, not lovely, not going to encourage you in your walk with the Lord, then the thought isn't you. It's from the enemy. 
to try to discourage you from staying strong in the Lord. And so we need God's grace and strength. In Lamentations 3, 22 through 23, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. There are new, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You haven't reached the limit of God's forgiveness. Maybe you have sinned, you know, 490 times a day. <laughs> Hope not, but maybe... Maybe you have, you know, sinned against yourself, sinned against a brother or sister, sinned against God. Maybe, you know, it's like you feel like you're, and a lot of times, let me just say this, that you're not um, something different than any one of us. The enemy prowls around seeking who he may devour, and he often gets people in a cycle, and it's the same sin, one or two certain sins that he attacks you, areas that he attacks you in, because he feels oh, that's an easy target for me. You know, I see that they have fallen such and such number of times, so I'm just going to keep on targeting those two areas because it seems to be their weak point. Well, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to depend on the mercy, the grace, and power of God to strengthen you so that next time when he comes, because he's going to try, that you resist the enemy and he has to flee. So thank the Lord that his mercies are new every morning because sometimes we get ourselves caught in a cycle. And you get down on yourselves because there you go again. There you go again. You, you confess, and then, oh, there you go again. Well, God doesn't remember you did it yesterday <laughs> if you confessed it. But what you need to do is get strong in the Lord and in his mighty power so that you don't stay in that cycle. What you need to do is when you feel like it the least, get yourself into church, get yourself into prayer, get yourself into the word so that you strengthen yourself in your inner man by the Holy Spirit so that when temptation arises, when that cycle tries to come back and taunt you or tempt you, you're stronger than before. It is a fight. That's why God said, fight the good fight of faith without wavering. Fight it. It's going to be a little bit of a task, a little bit of a fight. But if you grow strong in the Lord and lean to him, he makes all things new and he'll strengthen you so that you can stay strong. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, this, I asked the Lord, I'm like, Lord, where else did you make all things new? Where else did you, you know, use somebody again after failure? You know, because Saul's a great example of, of past is gone and new has come. But what about a believer, you know, who's fallen because we've all fallen um, from time to time and uh, we've all had to fess up. Um, and the Lord told me Samson. And um, he was mightily called and used by God. I mean, supernatural strength. Um, you would think that, you would think that um, that would be enough for him to stay on track. Like, I want to continue to be mightily used by God. God told him one thing to not do, to stay in obedience with him so that he would continue to have this mighty strength by the power of the Spirit. And the one thing was, don't cut your hair. <laughs> I mean, pretty simple task, you would think. But the enemy tried all kinds of avenues to tempt and test and try um, Samson, and then he found a weak point, and that was women. 
that was lust for women. And so the enemy saw that was a weak point, so he kept on poking, poking, poking. What Samson should have done was the more he got poked, more time he spent with God, more time he spent in the word, more time he spent getting strengthened in the Lord. But instead, probably when he fell, he would kick himself. Oh, I can't be used by God. Oh, who am I? That I would be used by God. Why would God want to use me now that I've already fallen into sin? Instead of just confess your sin. Let God cleanse you. And so don't let yourself get stuck in a cycle. So he gets stuck in a cycle. His hair gets cut off. We know the story. He loses his strength. And you might be that person. You might have been powerfully used by God. You might have had a ministry, you might have had a family, you might have had this or that, and you gave in to temptation and gave the enemy permission to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. Don't stay in that cycle. God says, just confess your sin, and I'll be faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I won't remember that. Stop holding it against yourself, because I remember it no more the minute you confess it. I'm not holding that against you. I'm not holding you back from the call that I've placed on your life because of that thing in the past. We see it with Samson here in Judges um, 16.28. He, he comes to the point where now he's living in some kind of you know, slavery. He's living in bondage. They burn his eyeballs out, and he's chained to a mill. And, you know, sometimes we have consequences for sin. That's true. But he comes to repentance in the midst of that bondage. And God doesn't say, I repent that I ever gave you this power. No, when he comes to repentance, his power is restored. Isn't that powerful? It says, then Samson prayed, Lord, remember me again. Oh, God, please strengthen me one more time. And we know the story. God allowed him to just demolish the enemy and show who God is. Look at what God can do with someone. And I'm not saying like, I'm not preaching a greasy grace gospel here, but we need to stop putting ourselves cowering in a closet, you know, cowering and, and staying away from church or staying away from the presence of God because we think that God doesn't accept us or we think that, that we're stuck in a cycle or we think that God couldn't possibly use us to the extent he used to or that he's shown you he wants to because of a failure. Because he already paid the price. He already shed his blood to cover that multitude of sins. And his mercy never fails. It never comes to an end. It's new every morning. So even if yesterday you used his mercy, you can use it again today. You can come before him and say, Lord, I just repent. I got back into that wrong thinking. I ask you to cleanse me, Lord, from all unrighteousness. Purify my heart, Lord. Lord, make all things new again. And just like Samson, even if we messed up, even if you feel like you messed up your entire life, even then, he's faithful and just to cleanse you and use you again for his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants his people used for his glory in this season that we're in. Amen. We see a few more people, and I'm just trying to encourage you in the Lord. You know, David, we know he messed up. 
but God restored him. And he was a mighty king, wrote all the Psalms, you know, and, and a lot more scriptures in the word. And even though he fell, God forgave him and God used him. And then we got Peter, who's walking with the Lord. Even after the Lord prophesies, he cuts off an ear and he had an anger issue. <laughs> and uh, takes things, matters into his own hands, like many of us do. And gets embarrassed and denies Christ three times. The very day that he was just with Jesus. But yet, the power of the blood of Jesus. God used him so mightily that even his shadow would release the power of God and heal people and deliver them. All using imperfect men and women who through the power of the blood of Jesus has their sins washed away, he sets all things new and he's able to use them for his glory. So not one of us is without sin. So not one of us can cast a stone to, to another brother or sister and, and judge each other. Okay? But not one of us is without the need for the Savior to cleanse us from time to time. That's why he was sent, is to cleanse us, to make us righteous in his sight so we could be powerfully used by God. This is his, his business. Behold, I make all things new. Hallelujah. So Courtney, do you want to get on the keys? Um, hallelujah. Why is God like that? <laughs> How did he do that? How did he use Peter? How did he use um, Mary? You know, um, how did he use David? How did he use Samson? How did he use these people? Even though they've sinned. How could he possibly use me even though I feel inadequate? Even though I feel like insignificant, even though I feel like I've messed up, even though I feel like I've strayed away from God's plan or God's purpose. How could he possibly use me? It's because of the love and the forgiveness and the mercy of God. It never ends. It's new every single morning. A lot of times we get into the habit of judging others and ourselves. And that's a tactic of the enemy to knock us deeper and down when we're already down from messing up. Just get into the presence of God. Confess your sins. And he's faithful and just to forgive you. Romans 5.8, he says, but God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, it's not because you didn't need him, it's because you did need him. You don't need to be righteous to come into his sight. He's the one who makes you righteous. You need him. Even while we are still sinners, Christ died for us so that we could become a new creation. 
so that we could have the old things be gone forever. So that we could be cleansed, not just from the one sin, but from every form of unrighteousness that tries to penetrate in our hearts and our lives. There's still hope for us all through the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to turn to Matthew 18 here. Matthew 28, Matthew uh, 18, 21 and 22. Then the Lord came to Peter, or then Peter came to the Lord and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Thinking that was pretty good, you know, like forgive someone seven times for doing that sin. And sometimes that is hard enough to forgive someone seven times. <laughs> they sinned against you seven times, the same old thing. But the Lord responds, no, not seven times. Jesus replied, how about 70 times seven? God's demonstrating to us here in this passage how often he's willing to forgive you. And I'm sure none of us have sinned 490 times or whatever. Basically, he's saying it's limitless per day. (laughs) But it's not an automatic. He says, you must confess your sin. And he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. Repent. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to cleanse you. If you feel like you're unworthy, you feel like you're that cowering little puppy like my dog was the other day, and you feel like I'm unworthy to be called your daughter or your son. I'm unworthy to be used by you, God. I, I feel like I've missed it. I feel like I've messed up. I feel like I'm Samson. And, and I've gone so far astray that you couldn't possibly use me. But God says, just come to me. Come into my throne room boldly. Let me shower my love, my mercy, my forgiveness, my grace upon you. And let me strengthen you in your inner man. We need Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. Amen. Hallelujah. So I just want to pray a prayer. Um, you know, maybe that's that's you in a number of ways. You know, either you've never received Jesus, and I think most people here have, um, and, and you need to just come and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and he'll wash away your sin and he'll make you a new man in Christ. Old things, the old man will be gone and he'll make you a new man in Christ Jesus. Or maybe you're a believer, which most of you are, but you've been detoured, you've been knocked down, you've been giving into those thoughts, giving into those feelings, giving into sin that hinders you from coming into the presence of God. And that's the very place you need to be, is in his presence. Because his mercy is new. And his strength will renew you. So I just want to give this invitation. I'm going to pray a prayer, but I want to give this invitation. Just open up the altar for just a bit. For you to come into God's throne room without any looking around, just kneel before the throne room of God get into God's presence focus your attention on him and and confess your sin confess you being distracted confess you you straying away confess any judgment you've had against yourself or others 
and allow him to give you that thorough cleaning and cleansing from all unrighteousness. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that behold, you make all things new, that you're in the business of making things new. Father, we just ask you for a fresh start this, in this new year. We ask you, Father, to cleanse us, Lord. We ask you for your forgiveness from all sin, thought, word, action, deed, intents in our heart. We ask you to cleanse us, search our heart, God. Make us clean. Make us new in your sight. Lord, we just apply the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over our lives, over our families, over our homes. We ask you to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Purify us. And Lord, let us be aware, Lord, that it's not you who judges us, but it's the enemy's work so that we can come boldly into your throne room and receive day in and day out your mercy, your forgiveness, your grace, your strength, your help in time of need. God, we come to you right now. We ask you, Lord, cleanse us, purify us, make all things new, God. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to open up the altar for a little bit and you guys seek the Lord. Let God speak to you. Let that message sink into your heart and get things right with God. Start to see you're fresh with a fresh start.